What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode 11. Double one. Double one. How you doing, Chris? 11. Great. Chris is back from Mexico. He looks tanner, <laughs> some would say. Might be the lighting, but The people that I've asked, including David, have said that I don't really look that tan. So, yeah. disappointing. It is, but better than burn. I mean, right, though? I kind of tried to... Uh, Get that burn? On the last day. Yeah. Like, obviously, first day burn is awful. No, it's a word. First day burn is actually the worst thing, like, ever. Yes. Yeah. But I tried to apply less on the last day, but obviously, I mean, I feel like my stomach is a little bit still on the, just like a tiny bit burnt. Okay. Um, and, you know, my legs, I think, are probably the most tan. There you go. Because, I, I mean. You're always wearing shorts. Well, I was basically wore a swimsuit for eighty-five percent of the time. Yeah, there you and go. And you don't put sunscreen on your legs because you have the hair to block it. Yeah, which sometimes can cause yeah, foot burn is the worst burn. Oh, you I make sure to put sunscreen. Yeah, feet, that, that you is don't literally mess the worst thing ever. No, no, no. But but we're back. Double one. Uh, let's get into Minnesota minute. Yeah, Minnesota minute. Minnesota Vikings huge win over the 49ers. We will get to that in a little bit. They play Green Bay coming up. They're currently three and four. Gophers beat Iowa last weekend. Floyd Rosedale is back. They play Michigan State this weekend at 2.30. Minnesota Wild started off the season 2-2-1. Two, two uh, they are playing Edmonton tonight, Philadelphia, and Washington coming up. And then the T-Wolves open up the season Wednesday at Toronto with the home opener Saturday against the Heat. There we go. Love it. And we already have people sitting out. Well, they're hurt. That's what I know. I'm just saying. That's crazy to me. Yeah. We just need uh, our guy, Jaden, to get better soon. Yeah. Defensive stopper. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yep. So, see how it happens. And it's a good thing the NBA is back. It is. Happy about that. It is. Roundtable today. Uh, I'm pretty light on the roundtables. So I only have one thing. Really? It's college football. It's the Michigan. That's a- What's going on? What are we doing here? Oh, no, I didn't have that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sketch. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've heard... So here's the thing. So if people don't know, probably know if you've yeah, been give on Twitter a, or anything. Give them an overview. Overview is Michigan is getting accused of basically having someone on their staff. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a GA or somebody. Basically getting accused of sign stealing. There's like information that he's came out that he like traveled to other games mm-hmm. to scout, to do whatever. And now there's videos coming out of like him standing next to the defensive coordinator the whole game and the offensive coordinator the whole game. And that's even more sketchy. Like I just saw a clip today that like Ohio State called a play and they zoomed in on the guy behind CJ Stroud. You can see him in the background and he's just staring at the signs and then he relays something to the coach and they everyone points up for pass. So they knew they switched it to a pass. I guess on that play still Ohio State still scored. So it was like, okay, you know the play but you didn't stop it. But yeah. Kind of sketch. Interesting. Kind of sketch. Yeah, I mean, I think there. It's hard to uh, differentiate. Like, obviously, if you're going for the sole reason of looking at the signs, mm-hmm. then that's not a good thing. Yeah, but how do you even like? But like, if you're going to watch a game mm-hmm. and understand when the play calls. It, yeah. There's like a fine line between if you're going to watch the signs mm-hmm. that the coaches and the team is making, or you're going to watch the play. Like, 
if you're going to watch the plays, I mean, you can everybody can see the video anyways. Yeah, I think it's hard because it's also like, how do you actually determine if he was going there just to steal the signs? I mean, he could come out and say, I wasn't stealing signs. Well, these videos show that you guys knew the plays ahead of time. Okay, well, we scouted. Yeah. But it's also like, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's one of those questions too. I This is the other question I have. So college football is the only, well, obviously NFL has it, but like they're talking like, why don't they just put like headsets in the college quarterback's head? Like if you're preparing mm-hmm. these guys for the NFL, why not just play it like the NFL and take out the whole sign thing? It takes out the sign stealing. Like you just literally have them in their head. I mean, we're play, preparing them for football, NFL, but they're not doing anything. They're not doing that like the NFL. They're running over to the coach or they're looking at signs. And it's like you watch the Gopher game, they line up quickly, and then five seconds later they back off and look. And it's like, okay, you got eight guys doing different signals. Like, I think, just put the thing in the ear. I think the college football truthers wouldn't like that. I know. that's the, But that's the new thing is like these coaches are now kind of like, okay, if you guys want to avoid it, here's how you kind of avoid it. It's one way to avoid it. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. I mean, this would be their second strike this year. Yeah, that's not good. And so it's it's now all of a sudden it's like it's kind of a lose lose for Harbaugh because it's like if you don't know about it, no, that's he, worse. I mean, there's no there's no uh, reason. Like if he didn't know about it, then it's worse. No, I mean it all will come back to him anyways. Right. It's his job to know about it. Yeah. But I, I'm also plus also everything is going through him anyways. Right. And I also think it's hard too where it's like. I don't necessarily agree to punish players for that shit. Like, they've worked too hard. They're the number two team in the nation. If this team was 56 in the nation, no one would care. No. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. yeah, we'll see what plays out. It's a crazy story. Yeah. And it's kind of a coincidence that it's coming out, like, now. Right. And it's been happening for, what, three years is what? Potentially three years? I think potentially. But I think now what's happening is, like, some coaches, like, there was a Rutgers coach at halftime that was talking to the reporter that literally came out and was like, you guys know stuff's happening. I don't need to talk about it. Sketchy things are happening. Like, he said it right to the camera yeah. and then walked away. So now it's like, now these coaches are like, not acknowledging it, because I think it's been happening the whole time, but now it's getting to a point where it's like, all right, we might have to investigate this. Right. So, we'll yeah, see. enough things come out, then you kind of have to. Yeah, unfortunately so. Uh, that's the only one in all of them? Yeah, that's the only one I got. I mean, right. it, yeah. Mine is NFL. Kareem Jackson, I think he what he's play safety, free safety, yeah, yeah, for the Broncos. Uh, he was suspended. It just got lowered down to two games, right before we started taping this. But uh, originally suspended for four games, and the and has been fined around ninety thousand already, and it's only week going to be week eight for like leading with the head, helmet to helmet hits. Mm-hmm. I mean. At some point, this guy has to change something, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think there's also, it's hard. These dudes are getting concussions left and right from when he's doing it. Yeah. Well, I think the hard part is like, it's the hardest position probably in sports is literally playing defense in the NFL. Like, let's be 100% honest. Probably defensive back. Defensive back. But what I'm saying is on top of it, you watch the Sunday night football game, Eagles, Dolphins, and what is it, Christian Watkins or whatever? Pushes Jalen Hurts with two arms. Pushes him. Doesn't even tackle him. Roughing the passer. How is that roughing the pa- What do you want the guys to do? And I'm not saying Kareem. This is extreme because Kareem Jackson actually does 
Like at some point, buddy, it's like you got to lay up or do something. Well, also in ten years, it's not going to be good for you either. Well, they they don't care, dude. A lot of these guys think you think they care about ten years. None of these guys care about ten years. I mean, they're probably not thinking about it, but they probably should. Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm just saying, it's also just like these guys are going full speed. It's so hard to change your angle when it's also like at any point in time, the guy could lower his head. Well, you to can change, change your angle from head forward to head up. Yeah. I mean, there's been penalties now two a day. I mean, it seems like every weekend there's somebody getting suspended. I mean, not suspended, but like thrown out of the game. Who was it? Was a Titans guy, basically concussed the Ravens wide receiver or something. No, the Ravens guy. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. Uh, whatever Hamilton. his name is. No, not Kyle Anderson. That's the best. Hamilton. One. Hamilton. I thought you said yeah. Anderson. I was like, no, but I just think it's hard. I mean, it's the hardest position in sports, and on top of it. It's like players are now so good at knowing what they can get away with and not. Yeah. Like, dude, if you tackle a quarterback, 50% chance you're going to personal foul. I don't care if they have the ball. It used to be you couldn't get roughing the passer if the guy still had the ball. Now if you tackle the guy too hard, roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. It's like it's yeah, game-changing. That it really tough. is. It's too bad. But Kareem Jackson on the same time, it's like, coach, He's got maybe let's practice that during. Like, I understand the four games to two games, I guess, because that's still extreme and they're ass anyways. But, like – Come on, dude. You got to change something. Like Harrison Smith came out too, and when he had that hit on George Kittle, mm-hmm. just on Monday night, and he was like, "I felt bad because I hit him in the groin area," but he was like, "I that's the only spot you really can hit him. You can't hit him in the chest because at any point they could lower their head and you nail their head." Right. So you can't really aim for the chest anymore. You got to go for the lower area, which yeah. To be honest, you hit a guy in the knee or the leg, could be just as bad mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, but not totally. So see what happens. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Look at that. We're rolling. Bang. Now we're going to beer. Yeah, we got beer this time. Yep. Go ahead, Chris. I can't I can't even. We changed <laughs> it up uh, in honor of it being the end of October. Uh, we're doing an well, a German uh, German I don't know if it's even a brewery. I think it's from Oh, it's <laughs> it's imported by uh, a New York brewery. Oh, no. Brewed and bottled by Paul Anner. We'll just stop there. From Munich, Germany. But then it's imported by uh, a place in New York. But we Do you got... you'd ever go to Oktoberfest? Like, actually Oktoberfest? Where's that at? Uh, it's in uh, It's in Germany. Germany, yeah. Do you ever think you'd go? I think that show would be crazy. It's like um, a week long. Well, Nobody would, works. It's only a week or it's a whole month. I thought it was just a week. I don't know. Oh, it shit. could be either. Know. But it's a whole month. Um, I don't know if I'll ever go. I think there's other things that I'm probably looking to do more so than go to Oktoberfest. Okay. Um, 16 days. Okay, so half a month. That's crazy. It looks sweet. For a day or two days. That's a yeah. lot. I mean, I, I went to Mexico for three days, and that was plenty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Like you, th- this is a question that uh, some of us were at- talking about. So, have you been to an all-inclusive in Mexico before? No. Okay. I've never been out of country yet. Ah. So I've never been to an all-inclusive. Okay. Uh, how long? So, how I would ki- uh, characterize it is, well, I guess this is gonna be a tough conversation because you never went on spring break either in college. My spring break was. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little different, but uh, all right. So I would say that it's it was similar to like 
a spring break trip. Okay. Adult version. You're talking about an all-inclusive resort? This, I mean, or a wedding, this yeah. trip, okay. like destination wedding, add an all-inclusive, right? So yeah. you can basically eat anything. Like there's buffets, there's food basically whenever you want it. There, yeah. you can. There's multiple bars that you can go. You can get whatever drink you want at any time of the day. Okay. It opens so up. So you just basically walk up to whatever. And say, hey, I want a strawberry daiquiri, and they make it for you. Damn. Okay. So, and you're on the beach. It's hot. You want some refreshing drinks, mm-hmm. right? How long of a trip do you think you could do that for? Ooh. Um. Like, usually for spring break, obviously... It's like a week, yeah. Right, so you leave. But spring break, you got. Were you, you staying get, at all inclusives? In no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, but it, but it. This is like a similar vibe where it's like, yeah. You go down there, you're hanging out on the beach, you're drinking drinks, yeah, and you're eating food at a buffet, yeah. Right, like, I mean, you're eating pizza and, uh, and. Let's just say health just goes out the window. For yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. How long of a trip do you think you could do? Um, I think the answer obviously dramatically changes now, but... No, I want to know the answer for now. For now? I would yeah. probably say four days. Max four days. That's what I would want. I, yeah. I'm telling you this right now, and this might sound terrible, not even at an all-inclusive. Like, we go on vacations, granted, to like California and stuff or vacations, and I'm like, after three days, I'm like... I, I kind of want to go home. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying I like miss it. Like I'm fine going on the vacations and stuff, but it's just so hard where it's like we went to Hawaii recently for four, five days. Yeah. And granted, the time change is kind of messed up, but like four nights, five days. And by like the fourth day, it was just like, this is great. But like, I, I really just miss my bed. I miss Your body my schedule. I miss my stuff. Yeah. And you don't eat like you normally do. You don't wake yeah. up. With, I mean, and vacation is great. So I'd probably say four days. The drinking is... For, for the for this kind of trip. For all-inclusive. And I think they sound great. I think you should... I mean, obviously the plan at some time in my life is to probably do one. But I also think uh, for me, when I look at it, I'm like, the drinking's great, but I would love the food. Just all access to food. Yeah, and they had a hibachi that's restaurant. No, and the food a ain't bad. <laughs> they had a hibachi and steak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Steakhouse. The food ain't bad. I mean, the drinks are nice, but I also, it's like, I'm one of those people, like, I could care less. I mean, I would still have a few drinks here and there, but, like, I don't want to get a beer at 10 o'clock. Like, I'd just go eat. That's why you get the daiquiris or the margaritas. Yeah, or the margaritas, yeah, and just chill in the pool. But, yeah. Miami what's your What's your max? I, was, I would say, like, Wednesday to Sunday. Come back Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, one more day of what I did yeah. was probably enough. So, like, five, four, day, four and a but half like, days? But, like, I mean, the, this is getting in the weeds, but, like, everybody usually has, like, one day on a trip like this where it's, like, uh, they got a little bit at, too too much after it. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I'd put myself in that category for I this will trip. Say, but, uh, you know. I will say this, though. Flying home hungover is awful. What about flying to a place hungover? See, also I, awful. See, I've said this. Well, if you're already hungover and you're flying, that's it. You just went after it that day. I hate, <laughs> I'll say this. I, I actually, I don't hate, I dislike even drinking before like, oh, like flights. I get like, like my head, air- like I always get a headache and I always, whenever, like, I don't know if it's the turbulence, but I, like, I'm talking about like our Arizona bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Like I got off that plane. I was like, I feel like crap. 
like c- coming back home. No, going to Arizona. Oh, and I only had two or three beers oh, at the yeah, airport. Yeah. But I'm saying like I don't know if it's the turbulence or like whatever. And I know some people do it for like anxiety and stress, but like every time I've drank before, I've always been like No, people love a- airport beer. beers. Yeah. It's a thing. All right, let's crack it open. All right. We hold that. Yeah. Double fisting. So what's the difference between these? Oh, one's a lager. Yep. And one's a Marzen. What the fruit is that? Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of interesting topic. Oh shit. Next week, some people have actually mentioned it. Next week we're gonna do uh we're gonna do the orange taste testing. I forgot about this week. Orange, tangerine, clementine. Got a few people on board. It would be interesting to know if people can tell the difference. Our viewers <laughs> slash listeners. It'd be interesting. We'll see if we know. I don't know if I've ever had a tangerine. To like by taste or by look or what? Oh, it's only taste. Okay. Look, you can probably tell. Clementine's going to be smaller. Orange and tangerine probably would be harder, but I'm saying strictly taste. It's kind of like the, the Reese's Pieces debate. Not Reese's, Reese's Eggs. Which we could also give a second try again this year if we want to redeem ourselves. But I mean, I don't know if we need to redeem ourselves. Uh, all right, so we got a Munchner Lager, basically a lager, and we got a Oktoberfest Marzen. So lager, typical like light beer, lightish beer, lightish with a, I believe it's lightish with a little bit more hops. Yeah. I would say that's probably pretty. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot I had the microphone. Uh, yeah, I think it's okay. I don't think it's bad. I don't. If it would be like at a brewery, I think this would be a very my stylish beer. But I don't think I would want more than like two. It's the hoppiness kind of gets to me for the lagers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of typical. But like, I don't think it's a bad beer. It's it's light to drink. It goes down pretty smooth. It's just that aftertaste and also like you, the hoppiness kind of comes out. Mm-hmm. It's there's not a lot to it. It's just kind of like it's just like a regular beer. Yeah, just like a regular beer with a little bit of more like taste. Like it's like you take like a famous Bush Light with add a little bit of hop, mm-hmm. and there you go. You know. Yep. Just a little bit more. Damn. Uh. Let me get one more little sipperoo. Yeah. I'm going to say 5-3 for me. Okay. So I think it's okay. I mean, lagers are tough. They have that hoppiness. I'm not a big hoppiness guy. But I think it's a, I think it's an okay light beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this whole pack, this Oktoberfest might be tough for me. Right. Really? Just because I don't really like the distinction of beers. I mean, they're decent. Okay. But, you know. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5-8. I think it's better than what Dave's score might give it, but it's just kind of like a run-of-the-mill beer. Yeah, Not a lot to it. I mean, it's you could drink these easily. They're very light. You know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we haven't gotten to the Oktoberfest yet, but like, you're definitely going to be able to drink more of the lagers if you want mm-hmm. and it's going to be a little bit easier on you yeah it's definitely easier on you i mean it's for sure yeah so that's the thing it has going for it but mm-hmm. like you said i don't it doesn't 
there's nothing to write home about. For but me. this type of beer isn't necessarily one that's like, oh, I'm trying to drink a lot of them. It's like, I'll have one or two. This is your casual. Just like this whole pack, yeah. I think, will be. Well, I think when you look at beers, I think like two or three of the beers out of the pack will probably be more so like, hey, let's have a beer for dinner. Yeah. Or let's have one or two, not, hey, let's go get messed up on these beers. Like, maybe the light ones will be, but, like, obviously darkers are harder to drink. But, like, I think casually, for sure, they're one of those things where it's, like, you're not going to want to get a ton of them. Yeah, we should see if Scott likes these. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Charles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's move on to Oktoberfest here. Oh, yeah. Do you like Oktoberfest? Hmm. You know, it ain't bad. Yeah, no, I like it. It's not bad, actually. I typically like Oktoberfest as well, so. It's like the same thing you said. It's kind of in that category where it's a good beer to have one or two, but it's also like one of those things where it's like, I don't, I'm not going to have a lot of them, but I think they're good. I mean, I, I, this is probably the dumbest question I could ask, but are Oktoberfest beers only around in the fall? Typically, it like they're like seasonal. If a restaurant has them, then they would be seasonal. Got it. So, like when you go to a restaurant and they're like the seasonal, whatever this is. What is this? Pollinier Munchkin? Mushin? Mushin? It's like this is Munchen. what the seasonal. You know, that's, like when they that's say. That's how uh, you say Munich in Germany. Munchen? Munchen. Munchen. That's why it's Bayern München. What? Really? The soccer team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was always Bayern Munich. Well, Americanized. Oh, okay. But otherwise, it's Bayern München. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for you guys. Learn something new today. Facts in a while. That's, That's crazy. good for us. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm actually think this one's a little better than the other one. I'm gonna go six flat. Okay. I think it has some good flavor. I think it's good if I wanted one or two beers for dinner. This would be up there for choice. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I'm going to give it a 7-2. Whoa! Super high. You really like Oktoberfest. Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah. And it's it's nice to drink a beer like this for just like, hey, I'm just chilling. Like, I just want to have a beer. Like I like I I do enjoy a, a good Oktoberfest, and I would say that this one is a good, good Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a ca- what do they what do we call it? Casual dads. We just call those in college where it's like a beer you probably only want like one or two of. It's a casual dad beer. All right. You're sitting there watching football on a Sunday. You're like, fuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're like, <laughs> dang. I didn't drink this week. Maybe I want a beer. This is it. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've ever said that, but no, know. I don't either. Sundays are usually. I'm not. Off. We're not to the casual dad stage yet. Nah, maybe. I mean, maybe like a, I would say more likely like a Wednesday night. Yeah, like one or something. One. Yeah. Maybe you order in some dinner. Maybe a Friday night. Order some dinner. You like the tavern. You see, order I, the tavern. See Friday night. I'm less of a beer guy. What are you like a vodka guy or just like less drinking in general? <laughs> less of a vodka guy too. Uh, no, I would say more of a cocktail or wine on fridays oh get the okay yeah and then beer on the other days correct why well there you go well there you have it folks there you go all right uh we got five three for dave five eight for me on the lager and six oh for dave seven two for me on the Oktoberfest. and that's what they call a review schmack all right bang
Well, we haven't talked about college football. In a minute. In a while. Yeah. So, we do got a few things that have changed. Yeah. What would you say is the number one thing? So, we can say, what, three weeks or so as it's been since we talked about it? Uh, what would you say is the biggest thing that's changed? Um... I would say the great teams are kind of defining why they're great and the other teams are not. So you look at a team like USC, who yeah. everyone thought was great. USC is looking like terrible. But their defense stinks. Like they don't score. I mean, they score a lot of points and their offense is pretty good. Defense stinks. The last few weeks when they've actually been challenged by good teams, I mean, Caleb Williams really hasn't looked great. No, he's looked awful. So I would say that's probably the one thing. And then you look at a team like, Alabama keeps finding ways to win. You look yep. at a team like Ohio State finds ways to win against a tough Penn State team. I mean, there's just some games where these great teams are taking the next step. But I think there's a big distinction between both of them. I think it's crazy because it's like if you look at Washington, a team that always scores a ton of points, they won 15-7. to Yeah, and they probably should have lost. Right, so now it's, it's like almost a question where it's like the last few weeks, Michael Penix Jr. and Caleb Williams have kind of talked themselves out of the Heisman. Penix has not looked good the last few weeks, and Caleb Williams, I don't even know. Like, Bo Nix is probably up, has to be up there. Who is the favorite currently? I don't even know. I guess I can look that up. I don't either. I mean, Dylan, those, Dylan Gabriel was from <coughs> Oklahoma for a while. Those two were so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So now the, the conversation's definitely more open after the last couple wow, of weeks. This thing shows you like a little bubble graph thing. Yeah, it still says Michael Penix Jr. is at the top, Caleb Williams, but Bo Nix is up there. Jordan Travis is going, and then uh, the wild thing is Ward, but that from Washington State. Uh, Yeah, the wild thing is it has Michael. I think it's Cameron uh, Penix on a consistent trajectory up. Yeah. Whereas the last couple weeks, he's looked terrible. His stats haven't been very good they keep winning but his stats so 275 with two interceptions last game then the game before that i mean against oregon he probably was decent 302 four touchdowns one pick i think the the biggest thing is the game before that the game before that arizona yeah he didn't have a touchdown i don't think yeah 363 yards passing weak but he's just i think the hard part is they just keep winning Caleb williams they don't keep winning and he threw for three picks right against Notre dame and whatnot so I mean, it's close. I mean, I think Oregon's a fun team to watch. They score a lot. They play fast, but I think it'll come down to it. But they lost to Washington, so. Right, so you have to give the edge. They're pretty much out. Yeah. Which begs the question. Here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. So if you're a guy like Caleb Williams, whose team is now mathematically eliminated from from the Final Four. Okay. What are your thoughts? Like, do you sit out? Do you keep playing? I think, he, I think he has to keep playing right now because his, I mean, his draft stock's he, going down. Well, he's pro, he's probably very comfortably still in the number one position. However, I think that the if he just stopped playing right now, it would leave a sour taste in people's mouths of, eh, I don't know, like. Yes, he's still probably the number one, but like, mm-hmm. let's show out a couple games. If he doesn't play at the end, or if he like sits out the play or the bowl game or whatever, yeah, it is what it is. That, that doesn't like shock me. Right. But if he's just stopped playing right now, then that would be 
I'll leave a lot to be desired. So right now he still is the number one pick. One hundred percent. But he'll still be the number one pick. Vikes are projected pick seven to take okay. Quinn Ewers. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> well, it looks like they're going quarterback. Also, yeah. So I don't know. I think yeah, he has to keep playing and. I mean, you got to kind of keep playing just for your guys. I, I mean, it I looks would... terrible if you don't. Is that also, you... the Bears are one of the teams. He didn't mention the Bears. So, Caleb Williams might not want to go if the Bears have the number one pick. Is that who you would want the Vikes to take? Caleb uh, or Quinn Ewers? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, That's I think seven? there's always such a distinction between, um, like, what college, like, these analysts show, like, oh, this guy's a professional quarterback. It's like. I don't know. I don't know about Quinn Ewers. I haven't watched enough of Quinn Ewers playing. I know well, he's a good he's quarterback. Hurt. Now he's hurt. But it's also just like, really, we're going to take Quinn Ewers like, over Kirk? Why not just help bolster the defense or bolster the offensive line well, or something? Well, the, the, the argument would be if we re-sign Kirk, then we don't have as much, nearly as much money to bolster the defense. If we go with the younger quarterback, then we have a lot more money to bolster the defense. Yeah, I'll say this right now. I, I mean, I go on record, and I hate to be this guy. I think Daniil Hunter is not coming back. Slash. No, he's not job. probably coming back, but he's been dominating this year. No, he's released the league in sacks. Yeah. But I think I think here's the hardest part. We're not trying to talk NFL today, but the hardest <laughs> part about watching the Vikes is literally against the 49ers. Like, we, had z- we gave up zero sacks. Our offensive line looked yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, they did. We ran awesome. the ball very well. Like, what the heck? Why can't... I mean, I know it's it's so easy to be like, why can't we do that every game? But seriously, like, what the hell? They did well. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, all right, back to college football. Um, yeah. Do you think that Texas takes a step back now that Ewers is out for a couple games? Um, they almost lost last week. They did almost lose last week to Houston. Um, I'll say this. I think they will be just fine. They play BYU coming up at home. I don't know the extent of Quinn Ewers' injury. Probably a week, two weeks. Um, let's see who they play after that. They play Kansas State at home. Okay, Kansas State's a little tougher, but you got backup guys on that team who are literally Arch Manning potentially mm-hmm. versus the other backup said, who's probably a five-star. It's like these guys can play. It said week to week. Okay, so he's for sure out next week and then maybe the week after, but I think these guys will be just fine. They'll be able to play. I think they might – I mean, defensively they're good, and offensively they have so many weapons that it's like I think they'll be just fine. I mean, the the rest of their schedule doesn't really uh, scare you. No, I think the big game that scared you was Oklahoma. Yes, and they lost that one. Yeah, which is always a tough game. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. So, but, all right. I don't think they take a step back. I think there's a lot of teams when you go fast forward to this next week um, – there's just a lot of games where it's kind of like, eh. I mean, I think that a very interesting game will be Florida at home versus um, Georgia on the road. I think Georgia on the road is – Florida's a tough place to go play. Yep. Yes, I understand they're 14-point favorites. Yes, I understand that. It's a tough place to play in the swamp, and I think this will be a good test for Georgia. And then, obviously, Oregon going to Utah. Utah just beat USC, so now it's like, hey, it's a uh-huh. tough stretch. I mean, Utah's been the uh... – been the team to be reckoned with in the Pac-12, and, and they, they don't have showed it again. Yeah, and he's out the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. So, I their, mean, yeah, that's very. Their interesting. defense shows up every single time. Yep, the defense is good. Um, 
Very interesting matchup. Also, Tennessee-Kentucky. Tennessee coming off a tough loss to Alabama, and Kentucky was my pick <laughs> projected to only lose, what I say, two games all year? You said three. Three I games all year, and they lost two straight, which is a tough look. So, going to have to bounce back. You said they wouldn't lose three. Wouldn't lose three? Okay. Yes. So, can't lose. Can or only no. lose one more. Uh, it was either they would only lose three or they wouldn't lose three. One of the two. Okay. Well, but, if they lose three, this could be one, but then they, I know they have a tougher schedule coming up. They play Tennessee, Alabama, Louisville. South Carolina's decent at South Carolina and at Mississippi State. So, doesn't give you a lot of confidence. No. But um, that's yeah. okay. Not good. And then I also think a very interesting game will be, I mean, Oregon State goes to Arizona. Arizona has been surprising teams. I don't even know how. I don't either. But, I mean, they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites, so it's like it's kind of crazy to think. And then North Carolina coming off a tough loss to Virginia goes to Georgia Tech, which I think should be fine. Drake May is very good, but it's also like coming off a loss, how are you going to respond? Very interesting. Yeah. So there's a few sneaky games in here I think that are kind of interesting, but I think the the good teams will continue to play well, and we'll see you what think, happens. You think Colorado can keep it close to, with UCLA? I do. I really do. I think uh, – <laughs> I think here's the thing about Colorado, and I know people might hate this or love it. I think Travis Hunter needs to play one position. Stop playing both ways. Really? I know you're great defensively, and I know you're good. uh, You're a good wide receiver, but like your abilities are getting are going down because you're playing both. Like against his the last game, or who was it? Stanford. Defensively, he was god awful. (coughs) He was god awful, and so now it's like. Stick to the one you know. Stick to the one you're going to be good at. Maybe play both here and there, but you can't play every snap. Yeah, it's tough. No, you just can't. This is college football. I mean, I don't care who you're playing. Now you're playing a UCLA team who's got athletes. You cannot play both ways 24-7. So, that's my take. <coughs> Jesus, God, have another drink. <laughs> I my know. God, Mexico got the best of you. <laughs> my, my throat's scratchy. Yeah. Nothing like a light beer to wash it down. Or water. All right. Um, I'm good on college football. Yeah, I think it will just be. I mean, it's kind of a week to week thing. I think you kind of get interesting to see. There's, there's a lot. The big matchup last week, obviously Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State kind of flexed their muscle, and it was a great game. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward. We're getting down to it in just yeah. over a month. Go go or so. Month left. Yeah, we're on week nine coming up. So. Week nine coming up, and there's 15. Yeah, something like that. And then bowls. 14. No, 15, and then bowls. 13. There's only oh. week 13. Oh, is week the last 15 one. is the. Uh, week 13 Army is maybe. the last one. So we have nine. Oh, wait. Is yeah. This week's this nine. Is eight. This is eight. So we have eight, nine, no, this ten. Is nine. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. We have five more weeks. And then we have the conference, whatever. Conference, conference uh, championships. Yep. So week fourteen is the conference championships. Uh huh. Got it. Interesting. See what happens. It's coming up. Yeah. It's going fast. Okay, let's move on. NBA. Yeah, a NBA. A lot more enjoyable. Just starting up. Um, last week we gave our predictions, basically on who we think are going to win different categories. The postseason awards. Postseason awards. Um, give it a listen. Roast us if you want. Tell us who you think, but we'll see what happens. It's exciting that it's back. I mean, here's the thing. This sounds awful to say. NBA, it's like the first week. 
it's kind of like the MLB in a way. It's like the first week, it's like, I hype it up, hype it up. Then by like week four or five, you're kind of like, eh, it's the dog days of the NBA. The only nice thing about the NBA, at least for us, is we have a good friend who works for the Timberwolves. So we get to go to games. So it makes it more interesting. But like all these other games, it's kind of like, okay. There's a lot of games. There's a, yeah, 82, some would say. <laughs> some would say <laughs> half of the MLB. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, so today we're talking Eastern Conference. So the – it's – well, in the past, it's been quite top-heavy. Um, yeah. The, the bottom of the Eastern Conference has been awful. Yeah, there's a huge distinction between the two, for the sure. The top couple five or so. Yeah. And the bottom five like not even close yeah i think i think i don't know it's always hard because i don't know i'm always like watching like okay the nuggets or the bucks like the bucks got better yep and so now it's just like it will be very interesting to see like okay can the magic compete i don't know can the are the raptors good i don't know are the pistons good they haven't been good since 08 (laughs) that's true ben wallace and them all right, so let's go division by division. Okay. Uh, we got the Atlantic first. So people are expecting big things from the Celtics. Yep. Then there's honestly kind of a, Toss up a, a lot of question marks. Yeah. I think if you find somebody that doesn't pick the Celtics to win the division, then they're probably not being truthful to you. Yeah, they but, don't have the script. I mean, the five teams in this division are the Celtics, the Nets, the Knicks, 76ers, and Raptors. So Yeah, which I think is very interesting because I think when you look at it, the 76ers could compete for that number one spot. I mean, they'll compete with the Celtics. Nick Nurse is a great coach. And then the Nets, okay, and maybe. I think the Knicks are a fun team to watch here and there. They might sneak their way into the playoffs. I think the lowest seed... The Raptors have a lot to prove, but they're no slouches. It's not like they're like, oh, here we go, the Raptors. No, uh, I bad. think I think the Nets will be better than the Knicks. So I think it'll go Celtics, 76ers, Nets, Knicks, Raptors. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah, it could be very close with those two with uh, um, the Knicks and the Nets. I think so, but I think the 76ers and the Celtics will be at the top. Yeah. Which would be fun games to watch because they're both very good teams. Yeah. There's just a lot of question marks with the 76ers. Will James Harden come back? Will they trade him and get something for him? Yeah. You don't really know. And right. so, I mean, they have good players on the roster already. Mm-hmm. I think that the noise of all of this question is just not doing them any favors. Like, yeah. They would be better off if he either came back or they traded him. Just make one a decision. One of the two. Yeah. Like, well, let's just be done with it. But the longer this goes, the more it's going to eat into their focus on what they're trying to do this year. Yeah. Well, and I think also, too, I think it's a big year um, for the Celtics, who obviously have gone out and gotten better. But it's also like at some point, I feel like they, every year they win like 55 games. And then in the playoffs, they just seem to not get... I mean, at some point, you'd expect them to take home a ring, right? At They're good. They're very good. They have that. It's just one of those things where it's like they just don't seem to necessarily finish. Definitely. So I'm excited to watch them, obviously. Um, I do like watching them. They're fun to watch. But 
So we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. All right, Central Division. Yep. We got the Bucks are the headliner here, but then you got the Pacers, Pistons, Cavaliers, Bulls. Yeah. Well, and so, this is what I was talking about where top heavy. I think the Bucks are clearly, obviously, the first. Clearly number one. This one has definitely been teams that have <coughs> not been uh, living up to expectations. Yeah, I think the Pistons have been, like I said, they've been trying to regroup and trying to grow. Since they've tried to re. Yeah. It's and, also hard when your picks don't play. Like Kate Cunningham, what set out all last year? Uh, not or all, most of it, but a lot of it. Yeah. And then the Pacers, you have some decent guys like Hal Burton's pretty good. Uh, what's his name? Matherin. 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 He's pretty good, but it's just hard. I mean, you look at these top teams like the Cavaliers, very solid. Bucks, obviously, very good. Pistons. Like I said, they won 17 games last year. Like, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest changes this year is are the Bulls going to, like, make a push to the top, like, five-ish mm-hmm. of the Eastern Conference? Yeah. I think that they potentially have the talent. I mean, they do have a pretty good top three guys in DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine. Like, yeah. Those three guys are good. DeRozan's very, yeah. It just depends on if they can put it together. Like, they've been underachieving since they got all of those guys. Yeah. And it kind of hurts. I mean, I will say at the same time, it hurts that obviously Lonzo Ball hasn't played or may never play again. Yes, it does. But it's also just like they've they've shown spurts where it's like they could be very good, but they're always just right around 500. So it's like, yeah, when's the next step coming? Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest biggest jump might be from the Cavaliers. Like, they have a lot of good pieces. And they're they're young. So... Like, you expect each of them to get better and better. Yeah, and I think the hard part with the Cavaliers is, well, it's not a hard part, but in today's day and age when NBA is really all about scoring, they're a team that relies heavily on, like, defense and, like, slowing it down. I remember, who was it, Knicks Cavaliers? Last yeah, year, the, the unders whatever, and the unders hit by like thirty points, and the over unders were like two oh six. Yeah, and so it's like they slow it down every time. Donovan Mitchell's obviously very good. They have some good talent, like you said, young guys. So it will be very interesting to see if they can take that next step. I don't think anyone competes with the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks could be the number one team in, in the NBA, in at least the Eastern Conference, if not the NBA, yeah, for sure. So. All right, uh, last division in the East, we got Southeast, which is the Hawks Heat. Magic Wizards Hornets, a lot. Also, very just like nondescript uh, division. Yeah, I think it's a very not. I don't want to say boring because it's not boring, but it's just one of those divisions where I think you look at like the Heat. Like the Heat are one of those teams. Like every time I feel like they get into the playoffs, they always figure it out in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, like they like all of a sudden they're like five hundred. They're a few games over five hundred. They get in the playoffs and it's like flip switch. We're good, right? And it's like okay, decent. And then the Hawks, Trey Young's a good fun player to watch, but I just think sometimes they just don't. They just rely so much, like you, like we talked about, like on strictly scoring, scoring that it's like they give up one hundred twenty some points a game. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna try to outscore you. Yeah. So I mean, I think like you said, I think the Heat in this division, obviously. It's a little better. They'll probably be a little bit over 500, five or six games, just like last year, and they'll make their way into the playoffs. And this division's pretty tough. Well, like, it's, it's, that's yeah. why literally almost the whole Atlantic division makes the playoffs is because the Southeast, other than the Heat, are very average, and in the Central, other than the Cavaliers and the Bucks, very also very average. 
yeah. and literally. So, so there's six teams that make it. So there's 15 total teams in the East, and 10 teams make it at least into the play-in. So there's five teams that are out once the playoffs. And the uh, play-in is four teams, right? Yes, okay. seven, eight, nine. And then ten. like seven and eight have to lose twice or some shit like that. <laughs> seven and eight play? God damn. I Get a straw. Seven and eight play and then nine and ten play. Yeah. The winner of nine ten plays the loser of seven eight. Okay. For the eight spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's obviously like like we said, once the playoffs come, who knows? Out of these teams, how many of those teams? There's fifteen. How many of those teams have a true chance to win the whole thing? Like the finals. The finals. Finals. Slash. Yeah. Let's let's start easy. Let make it to the finals. Because obviously one team from each side makes it. But I'm saying like out of those teams, what could be those that one team? I'll say five. Five? What's your number? I was going to say... I was going to say four or five. I think you have Celtics. No, you have, no, you have to say I think four. One number. Okay. Who's your four? So I think it's the Celtics, okay. 76ers, Bucks, Cavaliers. I don't think the Heat. I'm not putting the Heat. I put the Heat in there. So that was your five. Yeah. That was my potential five. Yeah. I don't think the Knicks have the chance. I don't think the Nets. But I think when you look at those other teams, all of those those four teams for me for sure have very high chance. I mean, they're very good. Yep. So, yeah, I happens. agree. Yeah. <sighs> good times. Good times. Season starting. Go Wolves. That's right. All right. Let's. Uh... Oh, we'll do. Uh, we gotta do smash don't pass still. Yep. Or fantasy and smash don't pass. <coughs> this man. Fantasy. This man needs to take a break. Yeah, fantasy players. Yeah, smash don't pass. Oh, I'm thinking dog. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Also, I'm gonna throw this out there. I I think we need to have a conversation with the people on Sunday NFL countdown, like Randy Moss. They're doing dog of the week. Right, they did it this week. I watched them do it. I mean, baloney. That's baloney. They, we should have traded. I will say this: they don't spell it the way we spell. Well, that's that's so it's a little different. That's their loss. Yeah, and they don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's weak on their part. Yeah, well, screw them. Um, but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, dang. No shout out for sipping sports, though, huh? I know. Decent. That's that's weak. That's weak. Whatever. So see what happens. All right, so let's start on smash. Don't pass. Who's your quarterback? Uh, last week was very tough. One and uh, one and two. One and two for Dave. Oh, for three for me. So yeah, very tough. We're, we're on the up and up. We're ready to go. Uh, Jared Goff is my quarterback. Plays at home Monday night versus the Raiders. Sixteen point two projection. I don't know. I'm thinking he's going to bounce back in a big way. He seems to be a lot better at home. And he still had ten fantasy points, and he played the Ravens, and he never threw a touchdown pass and got dominated. Literally dominated. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud, projected 17.9, which is fairly high, but he's coming off a bye, so he's going to be rested and relaxed. They play Carolina, whose defense is awful. Yeah. And so I think it's a game that they'll be able to move the ball no problem. Uh, Their running backs haven't really done much, so the way they're going to move the ball is by throwing it, and that's C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud's probably got to be the rookie of the year favorite, right? Definitely has to be yeah. the rookie of the year favorite. I mean, he's looked good. 
But I also say this about Carolina. It always surprises me because when you look at fantasy, they always have Carolina, like, defensive. If a team's playing the defense, the guy's projections are, like, super low. And it's like, bro, these teams destroy the Panthers. Carolina's like, bad. Yeah, for some reason they're bad. But yep. running back, I'm going with Travis Etienne Jr. Projected 18.1. Completely been on an absolute tear as of late. Seems like he's the only guy that consistently scores for them. And what you like about Travis Etienne, like he showed in London, <laughs> even if his team's up by 10 and he could go down, he's scoring a touchdown. So he wants fantasy owners to love him. I do love him. He's one of Naram's guys. We are playing each other this week. So, But I, I think he's going to have a great game. 18.1, I think he's going to get an end zone. They play Pittsburgh. Actually, defense looked pretty good against the Rams, but we'll see what happens. This is one of those times where he's putting Travis Etienne in his list so that if he smashes it, then he gets it correct. And if he doesn't, then he feels good about fantasy. Yeah, if you actually want to know a fun fact for you, I've done it every single week for somebody. <laughs> There you go. So there you go. That's why he was one and two last week. Yeah, that was why I was one and two, and I still lost in fantasy. But all right, uh, my running back Isaiah Pacheco projected seventeen point five. The Chiefs are playing the Broncos, who are awful. Their defense is terrible, and I think that you've seen a shift to using Pacheco more, even in the run. In the run game, and he's actually like getting dump off passes as well. Oh, no, I meant, I meant in the past. Why did I say the round? Of course oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like... They're actually doing plays for him. He's like, having a couple catches a game, mm-hmm. which he can get 8, 10 yards on that. That's two points right there. Yeah. I mean, 17 and a half, you probably expect him to score a touchdown this game. So I like, I like Pacheco this week. I'll say this, too, about Pacheco. He's the one player, wherever he touches the ball, he looks like he's running about to run through a wall it doesn't matter his hair's moving his feet are moving way too fast and he's just kind of going so he's see what them into the ground uh pass catcher for me is Devonte adams uh projected 18.3 has had about one or two weeks where it's been like okay this is the guy very vocal about obviously last week not getting the ball enough first drive they threw it to him six times and then they decided to not throw it to him ever again i think that'll change i think he's obviously been very vocal raiders stink um, so we'll see. They play Monday night against the Lions, so we'll see what happens. Two Monday night picks for me. Two Monday night picks. I love that. Uh, my wide receiver is Curtis Samuel. 10.7 projected. They play the Eagles, so you know that they're going to have to score maybe a little bit more than they usually do, and the way that you attack the Eagles is through the pass. So Curtis Samuel, I mean, he just had, I think, 18 point something points against them a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So he's shown that he can do it. They're going to need it to have any chance of keeping the game close. Yeah. So 10.7 is just such a low number. Also, coming off a horrible game against the Giants, the Commanders are. Yes. So they got to go back to what was working. And what was working? Curtis. I think Samuel. Curtis Samuel is good for at least one or two reverses a game. Usually, so. yeah. Hopefully, they just don't go negative. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There it is. Those are our smash don't pass. Smashes don't passes. Uh, all right, we're on to dog of the week. Woof woof. Who are you, who are you going? I'm with? taking the Cleveland Browns um, over the Seahawks. Browns just had a tough game uh, against the Colts. They scored like 39 points. They gave up 38. What's crazy is their offense. I don't. Their offense like only scored like one or two touchdowns. Their defense had two touchdowns. 
Really? Yes. I didn't realize that. No, their defense is very good. Miles Garrett's an absolute freak. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it should be a good game. I don't expect and don't want Deshaun Watson to play. Yeah, we want the backup. We want the backup. We want to see what he can do. So there we go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the – I just can't do that. I was I was very close to picking the Bengals, but can't Or the Niners? Yes. Dude, not a bad, terrible pick. The Niners have lost two in a row. I know, but the Niners are going to be at home. Yeah, they usually play better at home. Yeah, can't do that. Kind of a comeback game for them. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders Monday night. Against the Lions? Yep. After that ass whooping? Yes. Wow. It's it's going to get down to if they have any heart. Which team? The Raiders. They don't have no heart. Nah, let's be <laughs> real with each other. They stink. It's but we'll prime see. time. They're Eight get, points? They're getting their quarterback back. You know what we should have done? That's what I was thinking. We should have done for Dog of the Week. Every time you get it correct, you get the amount of points that they were underdogs. Yeah. And keep track of how a plus or negative. And then if you yeah. don't, you t- minus it. Yeah. Like you'd be minus, yeah. Mm. I'll be honest, if we would have done that from the beginning, I think it was 5 and 0 to start the year. Yeah. So you, I would have been decent. I mean, I don't think my uh, dog of, Dogs of the Week were ever eight points. I think that's the most we've done. Yep. So we'll see what happens. But I like it. Jimmy Garoppolo, lead us. Jesus, help us. You said Devontae was going to have a good game. I think Devontae is going to have a good game. I just think, the, yeah. The hardest part is the Lions just got smacked, so you know saying. it's going to be a tough, tough game. So there it is. All right, there you go. Dogs. Let's move on to fave four. Cooking. We're, we're going, cooking today. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are cooking. Uh, we're going fave four. We are cooking, cooking today. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> so fave four. Uh, shoe brands. Shoe brands. Yep. There it is. Everybody's got to have. Everyone some nice likes shoes. a sneaker head yep. in today's day and age. Go ahead, Chris. Heads. Tails. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go first. All right. And I'm gonna take the obvious pick. I'm gonna go Nike. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with. We'll go with. Um, I guess I'll go Adidas. I like Ultra Boost okay. fairly well. Decent. Um, and then I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? No, because it's just funny because it's like when you're with your first pick, you're like, nah, I guess I'll go with <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, number two pick, Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks is a good pick. Yeah. Solid pick. Uh my number two, I'm going to go with Converse. I love Converse. Everybody knows I love Converse. So that's yeah. a, for sure a Technically under the Nike brand, but you know. Well, we're not being technical here. And then my second, my second, third, third pick, I'm going to go with Cole Haan. Okay. Fancy dress shoes. The most comfortable shoes probably dress-wise in America. Okay. So there it is. Uh, my third pick. I'll go with, uh, so can I go Jordan? You can go Jordan. All right. I just wanted to make sure because yeah. you have two Nike shoes. I thought that I should have one. Yeah, you can have one. All right, I'll take Jordan's yeah. no for my number here. three pick. And number four pick, I'm going to go with, 
Uh, <laughs> I'll go with the on clouds. Okay, decent pick. I don't. I actually don't have it. Alyssa loves those. I've never had them. Mm-hmm. Um, my fourth and final pick. <sighs> Let's go with. Hmm. You know what? Let's go with a nice pair of Brooks. Oh, really? Running shoes. Yep. You big runner now? Nope, not at all. That's that uh, was gonna be news to me. Yeah. Nope, not a runner. Okay. Haven't ran in months. But if you were a runner, you'd pick Brooks. Say, yeah. The thing is, I just love Converse so much I could wear him. I feel For like running? I would run him, and I would hate it, but wow. that's what I would do. That'd be so. All there right. it is. So what's your four? My four are Nike, Converse, Colhan, Brooks. Okay, mine are Adidas, uh, Birkenstocks, Jordans, and On Clouds. Do you own Do you own Birkenstocks? Right there, baby. Oh yeah, they're nice, dude. They're nice. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. I didn't try to say Under Armour. You're a big Under Armour guy. Not you really. Love your basketball shoes, Under Armours. Not really. Oh, they're right there. No, those are running shoes. Yeah. I've had those for like ten years. There you go. He runs. I don't run. There it is. All right. There you have it. Episode 11. It's in the books. Peace. See you.